Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online and around the world. With the most candid interviews, unforgettable stories, taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. What is going on, folks? Welcome to the program from wherever around the world you're joining us. Yes, we are on a listener's trip live here at the French Lick Resort. You can see pictures being taken all around us because we're out on the golf course. We're sitting on one of the multiple decks that surround the Donald Ross course, which, as you guys know, if, you, if you've been following the Fairways of Life show for some time, this is one of my favorite Donald Ross golf courses anywhere in the world. It was so carefully and lovingly restored to the original when when this course was actually put into the shape that it is right now the reason how and why it happened was because they went back to the original donald ross designs they had all of his original stuff and they recreated it to the way that donald ross wanted it to play precisely and it is so awesome it's so much fun to be back here last night we had a great time too and a lot of fun we actually went to a restaurant across the street and it was called the german cafe and they have this it, it, and Dom, we bumped into as we were leaving the lobby. We happened to bump into uh, Mark Bilger, who, who we call heavy, who's been on a ton of these trips with us. He, he is the official slash unofficial ambassador for the state of Indiana. So this was his place. Right. And so we went. He, he was in a lobby. I, I forget. He was going out to his car to pick up something. And we said, hey, where are you going? What are you doing? And we said, why don't you come with us? We're going to this this authentic German place. And, and when they had the, the seniors here, the Monty one. Uh, that same restaurant was, no shock, Bernhard Langer ate there every single night. It is so cool. So the reason why I mentioned Mark, we have a, a photo of the, the four of us sitting around a table. Donna was there, the good doctor who you just saw taking a picture behind me. And you can see on that table all of the different German food that we had before us. So the reason why Marcus and I were sitting next to each other, uh, me to his right and he to my left, was because we did this two-person German platter where they bring out all kinds of stuff, schnitzel, yeah, all the stuff that you can imagine. And so we just served it all family style amongst us. And, and you can see a big meatball that Dom got there or that doctor got there. I'm not sure how that was, if he liked it or not. Whoa, I couldn't whoa, whoa. tell. <laughs> yeah, what? I'm not even there. You're throwing me under the. Look at Dom eating his meatballs. That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> and what you actually, in retrospect, you probably would order the meatball, but it was very good. And before we even started with the dinner, I'm not sure if there's any lingering remnants of it on the table. Oh, it's it's hidden behind my boot beer. See that beer that looks massive on the table? It comes in a boot, you know, where if you don't know what you're doing with the boot, and I'm not going to tell you if you don't know uh, because it's it's fun to find out. And it, they said it was it was 24 ounces of beer in that thing. It was way more than 24 ounces. But in any event, behind it, you can see where the remnants are of this huge, what they called Bavarian pretzel that they brought out. I was like... Uh, Dom, it was it was this big. We had, there's four people there, and we didn't finish the pretzel. That's how big this thing was to get started last night. So it's just it's just one more picture of all the fun tonight. We have our first group dinner, and it's it's our welcoming dinner, and it will be held right here at the at the Hagen Restaurant and Bar uh, at the Donna Ross Course, which will be a tremendous amount of fun. Uh, and very much looking forward to it. Now, there is a ton that is going on in the world of golf and some really important stuff that's going on as well. The Olympic golf coverage, for those of you that are watching us in the United States, the Olympic golf coverage starts tonight. 
You can see it right there on uh, the screen that Andrew just put up. 6.30 p.m. on Golf Channel is when the coverage will kick off, and it's scheduled to go all the way until 3.30 a.m. Eastern time when you can get uh, and see the best in the world that are competing for gold. Here is a look at what the tee times are for Olympic golf. And, and again, this is not obviously all of them. There's, there's 60 men in the field that will be competing. These are just some that we grabbed to share with you. So bear in mind that the times that you're seeing displayed on this graphic, these times are local. So, for example, if you're east coast of the United States, change the a.m. to p.m. and add an hour. So it's, let's, let's go down the road of that exercise. 9.15 a.m. will be Xander Shoffley, Abraham Answer, and Christian Buzadenhout. At 9.25, this is p.m. tonight, 9.25. 9.15 uh, p.m. was the first time I gave you was Xander and Abraham and Christian. And then 9.25 p.m. This, this evening, uh, Eastern time, mind you, please. Uh, Justin Thomas, Joaquin Neiman, and Paul Casey will be teeing off at 9.41 p.m. Eastern Time. Hideki Matsuyama, Mark Leishman, and Corey Connors. At 11.14 p.m., Victor Hovland, Cameron Smith, and Garrick Higo. Now, Smith, you may have noticed that he modified his his mullet for the Olympics. He has, he has aus, A-U-S, on, on the one side. Lovely. At 11.25 p.m., Colin Morikawa, Rory McIlroy, and Sunjay M. How cool is that? At 11.36 p.m. Eastern Time, Patrick Reed, Tommy Fleetwood, and Shane Lowry. And then at 11.47 p.m., Rafael Campos, Maximilian Kiefer, and Ashen Wu. We'll all be teeing off. Now, Dom, I have to tell you guys, in case you see this so it doesn't it doesn't send you into hysterics, we're broadcasting, obviously, outside. So we're around all the nature that is here at this absolutely beautiful place. I can see in the camera that I'm looking at, there's, there's a couple here, but the one that I'm staring at is right in front of me, the big camera, and there's some type of buck climbing on the frame just outside the camera lens. If that thing jumps on the camera lens, it's going to look like we're getting attacked by Godzilla. I'm just letting you know in, in case that happens to show itself up. So with that, Dom, Olympic golf is ready to get underway. There was breaking news last night, of course, that Simone Biles has taken herself out of not only of the team competition, but also the individual competition. And it was just it was about pressure and it was just too much for her. Uh, it is interesting where, where I'm, I'm thinking about how much pressure do you think that Hideki Matsuyama has to be feeling getting ready for these Olympic Games? I think uh, an extraordinary amount of pressure, <laughs> but it didn't seem to, he didn't succumb to it at the Masters. So I, perhaps he won't succumb to it here. I also think that um, if you're using that level of comparison, it's slightly different with golf because it's, at least for our generation, for this generation of golfers, the sport with regard to the Olympics is very much in its infancy. So I think the athletes are still feeling golf in the Olympics out. How much do they care? Because remember, there's still people from countries all over the world who have chosen, ah, I'm not, I'm going to do this instead of the Olympics, or I don't want to go because of this. And then you have people who are doing the opposite, who are, are jumping at the bit, like Patrick Reed. Oh, yeah, of course, I'll, I'll answer the call. I can't wait. So I think it'll be really interesting to see who responds to that pressure uh, later tonight. And also for clarity, Matt was going over the, the tee times. Just so everybody knows, the first tee time, 
for the men's Olympic golf is at 7.30 a.m. in Tokyo, which is 8.30 p.m. tonight. So that'll be when the first tee ball is struck. That's Sepp Straka, Thomas Peters, and Ryuko Hushono uh, of Japan, who will be, of course, who will be uh, striking that first tee ball. So I cannot wait to watch the Olympics, Matt. I will be watching tonight, and I'm going to try and stay up as long as I can stay up. It's going to be going deep into the night. Um, but I can't wait to see the golf course. I can't wait to see how the players respond. Uh, they're playing in threesomes. Again, there's only 60 competitors. So it's going to be fascinating to see how it how it all unfolds. I can't wait to see how it all unfolds, too. And, and to the point that, that Don was talking about with, with golfers trying to get a feel for what these Olympics are going to be all up. Remember, this is just the second time that golf has been back in the Olympics since the early 1900s. Uh, there, there are some similarities with what's happening with Simone Biles and, and what's happening with uh, golf in general. Uh, you may have seen, I, I, we haven't had a chance to, to talk about it in this forum, but uh, Grace Murray would, would said that, you know, the pressure has been a lot for him as a touring pro. And Grayson talked about not even enjoying playing the game of golf. He, he, he admitted that he felt like he was an alcoholic. He talked about frustrations about getting help from the tour, et cetera. And there was a lot of very harsh response to his social media posts coming from, from people. And I thought in a lot of ways it lacked empathy because whether you agree or disagree with how the words are stated, whether you agree or disagree that this person is in an entitled position and able to live a dream that, that many people would love to try themselves, it was, one, honest. Two, it was clearly a call for help. And, you know, I think when it, now that we're hearing more and more, whether it was Matt Wolf when he stepped away from the game for a while for, for mental health reasons, whether uh, golfers like, you know, Lydia Ko or even Rory McIlroy uh, have talked about the pressures in trying to find the fun in the game again, uh, just stepping aside from everything that gets loaded upon them. And I'm not meaning to blame this on social media. That's that's not my intent. I've seen a lot of people do that, but I think it's a lot bigger than that. I think I think social media has its place. It allows us a level of engagement that we've never af been afforded before as human beings with, with others everywhere. Uh, however, at, there are times when social media can act as the accuser, judge, jury, and executioner, and sometimes it does it all in, in one post. Uh, all I'm saying with, with Grace is that I hope – that he does get the help that he's seeking. And I think it's great in whatever form it comes out, even if it's not in the most politically correct form, if, you, if that's the way you choose to judge it, uh, that I think it's great that someone is saying, I am not right. I need help. And I think it's important for all of us, particularly going through the pandemic and now with, with the new iterations that seemingly are, are sweeping around the world, that it's important that we all realize that sometimes people do need help. So sometimes it's okay to, to reach out, even if the reaching out might seem to be lacking in gratitude or be a little too harsh to your way of thinking. It's still reaching out. It's still a person that's saying, I can be better than what I am right now, and, and I just need some help getting over that line. So I do indeed wish him the very, very best, and I hope for the best for him and everybody else that's dealing with whatever they are dealing with. Dom, do you remember the quote from, I believe it was Robin Williams that said, 
be nice to, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something along the lines of be nice to everyone that you meet because you have no idea what they what they are dealing with. Did I get, do you know, do you know that quote? Did I get it close? I, I think the answer to that is yes, but I'm actually trying to find that quote exactly because I don't want to misquote someone like that with something like that. But yes, it is along those lines. Yeah. And so what, what I, all I'm trying to say is, is that regardless of, of stature, I mean, Simone obviously is absolutely at the pinnacle top of the world. She's looked upon as the greatest uh, gymnast of all time, the greatest of all time. And, and we have the, the honor and the pleasure once again in our lifetimes to observe an athlete who is considered to be the greatest who have ever competed in their given sport. And she is and has stepped aside from these Olympics for the purpose of her own mental health. And so from that standpoint, I think that it's just one more illustration uh, for us. Yeah, you can see we're, we're an active staircase here, Dom. There's going to be people coming up and down. Um, they're, they're, and that, this is the way that they go into the clubhouse when they come up, particularly when they come off nine and they want to get a drink uh, at the bar before they tee off on 10, which is right behind me. Uh, and you're going to see people teeing off on that. On Everyone that, uh, you meet right is behind. fighting a battle you know nothing about. Be kind always. That's what I'm talking about. That is exactly what I'm talking about. And that even in this day and age when we know more than seemingly we ever have before, when someone reveals something to us, uh, again, however painful, uh, whether you agree with it or whether you disagree with it, is secondary to the fact that they're reaching out and saying, uh, I need some help. I can't handle this on my own. And so we wish all of them the very, very best. Uh, we've got a ton to go through with you today. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about this incredible place, one of my favorite Donald Ross golf courses, any place in the world. So that's coming up in just a couple of minutes from now, right here in the Fairways of Life show. We are worldwide, digital radio and on television all over the globe. The easiest way to catch us is on Facebook Live, but there are dozen, dozens of touch points where you can pick up the program as it airs. We want to go over more with you about today, in particular the Solheim Cup, because uh, remember this is a Solheim Cup year as much as it is a Ryder Cup year as well. And we're super excited about the Olympic golf getting underway tonight. So more from here in paradise after these words in the Fairways of Life show. Stay with us. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tee times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours, and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles. And they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. I'm Tiger Woods, and I chose Bridgestone. I wanted to be with a company that I knew, and then on top of that, that made superior products, so I did. I came back, and I started playing with the Bridgestone Tour BXS, and it's allowed me to maintain the spin and the feel I like around the greens, especially my short irons, but also have that penetrating flight through the wind. The aerodynamics have been phenomenal. I know the quality that Bridgestone has, R&D, that's available to them, and what they were able to create that helped me win golf tournaments. Even though we're in Texas, we don't believe that bigger 
is always better. At Ben Hogan Golf, we believe in something called micromanufacturing, a concept Mr. Hogan taught us long ago. It's a belief that handcrafting golf clubs one at a time to your exacting specifications is the reason we make some of the best quality and best performing equipment in the world. And we don't believe in big prices. That's why we only sell directly to you at BenHoganGolf.com. Let me ask you a question. Are you in pain on the golf course? You know, pain management is a crisis in America. It affects over 100 million people and 35% of golfers. But now we can do something about it. BioFit 360 is a new company here to help us manage and alleviate that pain naturally. They've developed a formula that safely extracts CBD from the hemp plant and utilizes all of its healing properties to help us. They have a relief cream, they have gummies, they have sleep aids, and much more. It will change the way you feel on the golf course and in life. All you need to do is head to BioFit360.com. Feel better, do better, be better. Hi, I'm Brian Hammonds. You country club members can now represent your club and compete in a Ryder Cup-style event. The inaugural Country Club National Championship presented by Fuzzy's Ultra Premium Vodka. It's October 12th through the 17th at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. The field is limited, so don't delay. For more information, go to ccncgolf.com. That's ccncgolf.com. I hope to see you and your team in Orlando. Streamsong is so special with three top 100 U.S. courses designed by four legendary architects. Tom Doak's Blue Course, Bill Core and Ben Crenshaw's Red Course, and Gil Hansen's Black Course. Secluded by thousands of acres, the greatest golf stories are lived, not told. Streamsongresort.com Welcome back to the Fairways of Life Show. Pleasure to have your company from wherever around the world you are joining us on this Wednesday. Uh, We have people checking in from literally all over the globe, and it's always cool to see where you guys are catching the program. Now, where we are today is here at the beautiful Donald Ross course at the French Lick Resort. And because of where we wanted to set up so you could see all of this beauty, it's pretty tight quarters so poor Dave Harner is a director of golf operations here at French Lick is squeezed in next to me on a, on a pinnacle to make sure that we can talk about the virtues of this wonderful place. Good to see you. I, my friend. I take up a lot of the screens. <laughs> it is awesome being back here. This golf course, I, I talk about it all the time because it's one of my favorite Donald Ross golf courses in the world. This, the story of this course from, from Walter Hagen winning a major championship here to where we are today. How is it? Why is it that this is such an incredible representation of Donald Ross's work? Well, I think in the beginning that uh, Thomas Taggart, the owner of the resort back in the, the early 1900s, uh, was a fan of Pinehurst. And that's how he was uh, able to meet Mr. Ross, brought him up and, you know, saw the need to have a second golf course here. The old Valley Links was built in 1907. So he saw the need for a, a championship golf course and brought Ross in and, uh, and they actually didn't find any property close to the resort there and got on horseback rode uh, through the country and Ross identified this as his place. So they were able to buy the property and, uh, and build the golf course. And you can imagine in 1917, how radical this design probably was. Oh yeah. With picks and horses and, and just brawn. And a lot of things here, you know, the, probably the most severe greens that Ross built. Yeah. They, not, not by today's standards. Isn't that interesting? But by today's standards, 
I think that this golf course is – oh, let's, what's this? That's um, our Symmetra event that just uh, was played last month. That was just last month. I heard the greens were absolutely incredible for that. How, how did that event go? Well, it was a great event. Um, Casey Danielson was the winner. Yeah. <laughs> Shot 10 under in a three-round tournament from 6,500, so that tells you the quality of play out there on the Symmetra Tour. Amazing. Isn't it amazing? Oh, that's awesome to see her celebrating. I'm glad we have that video. That's that's very, very cool. But I, I did want to talk about how and why this golf course is, as I feel, a museum of of Donald Ross's work. What did you guys do and when did you do it that you were able to restore it to a point where people could literally come in and study this golf course for his design concepts? In, the, in 2005, um, the, the Cook um, Group bought this resort and saw the need to restore the course. The course over time had been altered. Um, I always say that it was nice that we weren't able to really uh, go in and tear it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of kept some of the design concepts, but we were able to go out there with the help of um, Michael Fay from the Raw Society. He was our consultant on the, the program. And then uh, Lee Schmidt was our architect, able to relocate a lot of the old bunkers, oh. and, um, you know, bring the greens back out to their original size and shape and, you know, we added a couple of sets of tees to accommodate today's equipment and player, sure. but uh, pretty much what you see out there is original. Uh, that is amazing, and and the whole experience is incredible. Uh, as you guys again know, who've been watching the show or been with us for a number of years, w- whenever we come out to the French Lick Resort, I love going to the Pete Dye Course, and we'll be there tomorrow, and we're going to share that experience with you guys as well. But this one to me is so special. This place alone. Not to mention the Pete Dye course, which is looked upon as one of the best golf courses anywhere in the globe. But this place alone is worth a trip to the French Lick Resort. If you truly love golf architecture and the beauty, this is like, like I said, it's just like walking through a museum to me. It is that special a place. Let, let's talk about French Lick as a golf destination overall. And, and let me ask you, David, in terms of what would you pinpoint as the virtues? Well, I think you touched on it. Um the sharp contrast between the classic course architect, Donald Ross, and the modern course architect, Pete Dye. You're able to experience them both here on this one property within a mile of each other. Uh, we have the accommodations uh, for buddy trips, large groups, corporate uh, getaways, whatever we want to do here, we can. And I think the biggest thing is you you got all the experience here. you got the best of the old, best of the new. And that's really been successful for us. We we have a golf package called our Hall of Fame package. And, of course, Di and Ross are both members of the World Golf Hall of Fame. And, uh, that's strong. Very strong indeed. Frenchlick.com for more information on anything that you're David or I talking about, David or me talking about uh, today for proper English there, folks. Uh, then you can get all the details. Now, you mentioned accommodations. You used the word accommodations. Those accommodations are so vast and so luxurious and so historic, depending on what you're looking for, or maybe even the new uh, suites that, that you've built. Could you kind of give us an idea of what some of the options are for people? Well, of course, the, the hotel at French Lick is uh, 480 rooms. It's more of an active, exciting, a uh, lot of activity, a lot of family things to do. We have the spas, the bowling alley, the rec room, uh, all of that to do. And then, you know, right next to that, we have our Valley Tower, which is uh, – adjacent to the casino. So the gamer sort of prefers that when it's more of a modern product. And then of course the West Baden that you see there now is probably one of the most fantastic lobbies in, in the world. Uh, you know, you see the French lick and you think, boy, it's spectacular. And you see the Valley tower and it's great. But then you walk in West Baden and it's like, Oh wow. 
after we got back from the German place last night, we were all sitting around in the lobby and they turned the lights on. And when those lights come on, the purple lights and all the different hues, everybody in the lobby went, oh, it was it was almost like it was like a sound you'd hear at a fireworks show or something. It's so spectacular. And it's not uncommon to walk in the lobby at 10 o'clock and see people lying on their backs in the center, taking pictures of this centerpiece of the, the light show. That's really cool. That's really cool. That's almost like the Vatican when people do that. That that is that is so amazing. So you, another thing you mentioned. And here you can see kind of the schematic of of what we're looking at in terms of how massive this this resort is and all the different choices that you have within it. Uh, you mentioned specifically conventions, and I'm, I'm curious about conventions and weddings and larger groups. If, what what can French Lick do in terms of accommodating groups, I guess, of any size? We're over 750 rooms total, so, uh, you know, it's fairly, fairly easy for us to accommodate. We just had the... Uh, the Porsche Club of America here. Nice. Um, over a thousand cars for. Oh, you know, you're kidding me! Days. So, you know, we can accommodate pretty much what your uh, what your vast run is. You know, we can accommodate a hundred, we can accommodate twenty, or we can accommodate a thousand. Where did you put the cars? We had planned to put them uh, on the driving range. We had a really wet week, so we wound up putting them um, in our parking garage and in our exhibition hall. So, oh, that it is worked so out awesome! Great. We we have those options. You know, we're able to to move around with weather uh, if we have issues. So it's really um, it's really a great place to, to assemble a group. Now, tomorrow, and you can see it, folks, if you're watching this on the TV side in the lower left picture that was just up on your screen, we're going to be playing up at Pete Dye's golf course. Uh, we're going to be broadcasting from the mansion. That property itself and that golf course that he built that's so spectacular, the combination of those things, the history, everything, that's a really unique spot. Yeah, it's... Um, one of the highest points in Indiana. Look at that. And the way Pete laid that out is he picked the 36 highest points on a topo map, and he pretty much played connect the dots with those points. So every green you stand on, every tee you stand on, you have that view. You know, you can see unlimited horizon in all directions. Look how beautiful it is. That's actually a sunrise, and you can see the, the clouds that settle in the valleys, and then you can see above. This, this had to be from – this was from the senior – PGA LP uh, the women ladies senior PGA correct yeah no, that's that's 15 I think I believe that's a senior PGA oh that was the one that Monty won right right oh okay we that, I know it because uh there, you have photos of it which is really cool and last night at the German place I saw photos of Bernhard Langer who was eating over right, there every right. night <laughs> he loved it <laughs> Bernhard actually brought uh, the wait staff out they'd never been to the golf course and he brought all the ladies in their uh German attire uh, does his Bavarian attire and, and took them on a little tour of the golf course. It's awesome. So there's so much to do, so much to see, so much fun to be had. Uh, I'm advising people to go to FrenchLick.com. Would you share that, uh, David? That's the best way for people to get in touch and get more information? I think so. Um, more specific to golf, they can go to Facebook, uh, French Lick Resort Golf, and see a lot of great photos, historic photos, photos from our events, and we have hosted a lot of them. So, yeah, including a major championship won by Walter Hagen. Right. Hey, dude, before you before you leave me, because the bar is about twenty feet away from me. What's with the arrow on the bar? Oh, that um, that bar um, was bought. Listen uh, to this. Did, when we did the restoration, and, and it was bought from uh, a bar up in Chicago near the stockyards, and it was a supposedly a hangout that Al Capone frequented, and. You know, lore has it that the arrow carved in the bar is Al's seat was to the right of the arrow and the arrow points left. So it meant you needed to sit left of that because he wanted that seat. 
Now, some say it's because his gun hand was on the right, and, and I believe more or less it's because the waitress station was there next to him. So. Yeah, so he got good service. Al, Al Capone knew what he was doing in those days. Very cool place. There's history everywhere. You can see pictures of Walter Hagen and all the greats from back in the day when they competed on the same golf course that we are today. Uh, I believe on 9.06 this morning, we got to get all this packed up. Hopefully, I'll be on time. I do want to mention the ladies' heritage here. You know, we did a, a 59 in 1960 LPGA championship. <sighs> Nikki Wright, Betsy Rawls. Stop. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Unbelievable. A lot. It's, and you can, you can feel all that here when you are here. We're having our dinner here tonight. Are you joining us for dinner? Are you going to be around? Well, I probably could. Well, why not? We'd love to have your company. Give us a chance to kind of say hi to everybody and, and tell them about this. But it is such an incredible place. I literally have a chill running up my spine because I'm so excited about being back here. Uh, this this golf course to me is absolutely amazing. The experience that we'll share as we march forward, of course, will be. And that's why we're here. And you guys can do the same thing. Uh, go to FrenchLick.com uh, and you can see all the details there of what we're talking about. French Lick Resort uh, Golf online as well for even more, in ter- including the historic photos and some of the things that David was just talking about. So great to see you. Nice to be here. Thank nice you very much you. For, for, for everything and for having us back. It's, it's, it's always such a pleasure uh, to be here and to be in your company. Uh, folks, we will be back with more live from the French Lick Resort. When we come back, we want to talk to you about a number of different things, including more on the Olympic golf, which will be starting tonight at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we'll have it for you on Golf Channel. And uh, we want to talk more about, as I mentioned to you, uh, hinting that the Solheim Cup is something that we really want to dig into in the moments that we have here today so that we have a better understanding of that huge event that sits just around the corner. And here we are at a resort that has invested so much in women's golf at very, very high levels. So it is a perfect segue. Back with more of it all after this. Thank you, David. If I told you legends like Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross have designed and inspired more than 10 breathtaking courses and they're all in one place, would you believe me? Where is this special place? How far do I have to travel for this golfing nirvana? The answer could both surprise and delight you. It's right around the corner in the heartland of the country. It's Boyne Golf in Northern Michigan. It's a destination so special, so unique, that you'll think you're playing golf on a work of art along the cliffs of the Monterey Peninsula or the raw sweeping landscapes of Scotland. From elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled golf vacation experience. Log on to BoyneGolf.com and see why they're at the heart of America's summer golf capital. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there's something for everyone, from kids' fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old-world elegance, visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with TheGolfTravelGroup.com. It screams. 
It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the all-new Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try the new Tour B. The Tour Ball. Reinvented. Let's face it, there's no better feeling than getting new golf gear, and where you get your golf gear matters. PJ Tour Superstore is America's number one golf retailer. Whatever you're looking for, they have it. And you can get custom fit. You can shop online or safely in their stores. At the PJ Tour Superstore, you'll always find golf's biggest brands and all the latest equipment right at your fingertips. If you need it or want it, they've got it. Log on to PGATourSuperstore.com to upgrade your game today. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show as we broadcast to you live from the French Lick Resort. We're here at the Donna Ross course, and you can see the hat that I picked up this morning in the golf shop from Dave. Thank you to Dave Harner for joining us, by the way. Amazing stuff. The history here is so stout and so deep. Uh, I just said to Dave as, as he was leaving, I was like, I try to ask everybody after they're on the air with us, say, did you get in everything you wanted to? And he said, no. He said, there's so much I could talk about. I could talk to you for hours. And there's little doubt about that. We could do that. Now, tonight is going to be a historic night because it is the start of only the second time that golf has been in the Olympics for well over a century. And we have for you, first of all, the airtime so that you are aware. Have you heard me mention it if you were just with us before the break? At 6.30 p.m. is when it starts uh, tonight. We have it for you in Golf Channel all the way up until 3.30 a.m. in the morning. As to tee times, we just picked some marquee tee times. Obviously, there's 60 players in the field, so this isn't even close to representing What's happening is Don was telling us that they'll be starting to tee off at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time tonight. So when you look at the times on the left, if you're with us on the TV side, remember that these are local to Tokyo. So you have to put an hour on top of that and then change the a.m. to p.m. So, for example, the first tee time we're displaying says 8.14 a.m. Go to 9.14 p.m. Eastern time, and that is when Xander Shoffley, Abraham Answer, and Christian Bezadenhout will be teeing off representing the United States, Mexico, and South Africa. At 9.25 p.m., Justin Thomas, Joaquin Neiman, and Paul Casey. At 9.41 p.m. Eastern Time, Hideki Matsuyama, Mark Leishman, and Corey Connors. At 11.14 p.m., Victor Hovland, Cameron Smith, and Garrick Higo. At 11.25 p.m. How about this group? Colin Morikawa, Rory McIlroy, and Sunjay M. At 11.36 p.m., Patrick Reed, Tommy Fleetwood, and Shane Lowry. These groups are awesome. At 11.47 p.m., Rafael Campos, uh, Maximilian Kiefer, and Ashen Wu. Remember, Rafael Rafa was with us uh, just a couple days ago talking about his excitement, and it was easy to uh, be a fan of Rafa and everybody else has had the chance to join us. Now, to that fact of being a fan and understanding where people are coming from. I guess that's somewhat of a theme today, particularly with the news overnight that Simone Biles is, is out of the Olympic games uh, by her own choice for, for mental health reasons. Uh, And we were talking about how that mental health impacts so many people. And 
today, while it may be more severe in terms of the barbs and arrows that you may feel from the world in some ways, I also think it's possible for people to reach out and if they're if they're brave enough to do it, to express the fact that they need some help. And, and I think we should all hopefully applaud that from people. Uh, there is also the pressure, the excitement, the anticipation, but definitely the work that has to go into representing your country, not only in these Olympic Games, but also at the Solheim Cup. So earlier this year, I believe it was in April, a Pat Hurst, who is the captain of the United States Solheim Cup team, joined us right here in the Fairways of Life show, and you'll hear both my question and her answer. How will the captaincy of Pat Hurst be different? You know, I, again, like I said, I learned from the best. And so, you know, I've got to take everything that I've learned and then do it my way. Um, you know, I, I'm still going to do the pod system. Um, we're doing a little bit different. We're doing a behavioral profile on the girls. Um, you know, so it's it's going to be a little bit different. But like Julie said, she's stepping down. She's letting me take the rollover and she wants this team to be mine and I'm going to make it mine. What is it? What's the behavioral profile? Like, doesn't get along with others? What What, what is that all about? No, just so we know how each other, um, how their behaviors are, you know, on the golf course, off the golf course, how to, how to handle each other. Um, you know, and it's not necessarily, I'm going to adapt to you. It's understanding each other. And that's what we're trying to do. All right. So that was Pat Hurst when she joined us earlier this year in April. So understanding each other, understanding personalities is something that obviously is a skill. It's something to, to, to keep an eye on, certainly in a team format, but from an individual format, we had Angel Yin on with us uh, last month when we were up for the KPMG Women's PGA Championship, and her personality is full of so much fire. It is so unique, and she spoke to us despite some physical issues that she has been facing about the excitement that she has, and we'll follow up by talking about some action that she's taken, hard action that she's taken to try to make this U.S. Solheim Cup team. Excited, a little scared. Uh, I think I've <laughs> it's good. Keep going. Uh, my shoulder is still really weak, uh, it's not a hundred percent, and um, yeah, so that's the part where I'm really scared. I'm excited because it's a major because that means I can get double the points for Solheim, but I'm still a little scared about my shoulder. But other than that, I'm excited. All right, so she's very, very excited. She's such a classic. I remember that day she wouldn't sit in the seat. We had two seats set up. Obviously, I was sitting in one, and she was everyone else sat in the other. She wouldn't sit down. I don't remember what it was that she was reticent about sitting down. She, was, I guess she was just too excited. So, Dominic, she is amongst a number of different women that it's interesting that in this week they have chosen to aggressively take action towards making the United States Solheim Cup team. They have, yes. There are only three events left for U.S. women to collect points for the Solheim Cup. This week is the ISPS Honda World Invitational, which is actually a fascinating event that is tri-sanctioned by the Ladies European Tour, the LPGA Tour, and the European Tour. They're all going to be playing together. It's actually in Ireland, Matt, um, at Northern Galgorm. Ireland, yeah. I don't know where that is, but you know all about it, that. Northern, Northern Ireland, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Of course, Northern Ireland. So you can see if you're watching on the TV side, we've got some some info up there for you. So 
the way they're doing the 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 team is a little different. The way Pat's doing the team than Steve um, than the Ryder Cup. You have the top seven in points, the top two in the Rolex rankings, which is their uh, the women's world rankings, and then you have three captains' picks. That's what will make up the team. Now underneath there, you can see it says points, and there's some numbers. Those are the points you get if you win a tournament, and that number sixty is how many points you get if you win a tournament. Thirty is second place. 28.5 points. These are Solheim Cup points if you finish third place and so on. And there's a little asterisk underneath there. Those points are doubled for majors. And there is still a major championship left. The last qualifying event is the AIG Women's Open in which they can get double those points. Now, the reason that is important, very quickly, I'm going to show this to you. Uh, Andrew, give them 64 and 65. These are the women outside the top seven on the U.S. Women's Solheim Cup point list. And you can see their totals. I'll, I'll read a couple names for, for those listening on the radio side. At number eight is Brittany Altamari. Number nine is Angela Stanford. Their point totals, 205, 179. Stacey Lewis, the 10th, 173. Now, if you win the Women's Open and you look at that point total, that point total is doubled. You get 120 Solheim Cup points. Now, look at, say, for example, uh, if you're watching on TV, 22 on that list is Brittany Lincecum. She has only got 90 points. She could get 120 points. That would put her at 210, which is above Brittany Altamari, which is number seven on this list, which is an automatic qualifier spot. Now you see how crazy this is and how exciting this is and how much possibility there is for movement. If you win a major championship, you can go from 22 to an automatic qualifying spot, uh, which is the top seven on that points list. So... This week, to, Matt, to what Matt referenced there in Ireland, there are four players on that list that you're looking at right now. 12, 13, 14, and 15. Jennifer Cupshow, Mina Haragi, 14 is Lizette Salas, and 15 is Angel Yen on that list. All four of those women have decided to play this week in Ireland. Now, it's not double points, but if you finish first or second or third, you're looking at 30, 60 points added on to those totals right there 60 points gets Mina over 200. 60 points gets Jennifer Cupcho over 200 points and into that automatic seven spot from winning a regular event. And there's still three events left. So, Matt, the possibility for movement here is dramatically different than what we talked about a couple weeks ago at the Ryder Cup where, I mean, you can't say it's solidified, but there's very little chance for movement. The way these points are structured, there's a lot of movement possible here if you win or have a runner-up or a third-place finish in these next three events. Amazing stuff, Dom. Thank you very much for going through that with us so people have a better understanding about, yeah, how exciting it is and how razor-thin it is between those who are trying to get in and maybe actually grabbing one of those top seven or even one of those top nine, depending on what uh, impact it has on the Rolex ranking as well, spots for the United States Solheim Cup team. It's obviously something that we'll be keeping a very close eye on for all of you today and for the next few days, we'll be keeping a close eye on everything that surrounds me right here at the beautiful French Lick Resort. We are but minutes away. Our first tea time is already getting ready to go. And from there, we'll just keep on going throughout the morning and very much looking forward to sharing the experience with all of you here at French Lick. FrenchLick.com is where you can go to join us. Tomorrow, you'll be joining us from the Pete Dye course, which, again, is one of the most brilliant golf courses anywhere in the world. It is that special. But the property is that special, and we'll be broadcasting from the mansion 
over there tomorrow morning, which I cannot wait. Uh, again, you can see Andrew's putting some shots up from the golf course. You look That's looking at clouds over the valley. So it's almost like a, a, a golf course that somehow is literally in heaven. More from heaven as the week progresses here at the French Lake Resort. Again, you guys can find all the information you want right from their website that I continue to reference to you and will continue to do so throughout the days that lie ahead. Cannot wait to spend the day with some of our listeners and then a big dinner here tonight and then sharing, as I mentioned, the experience with all of you guys as we progress. Uh, We're going to do more of this, uh, as you know, that even with the pandemic and all the rest, you can see we're outside. We're doing everything we can uh, to be safe so that everybody can enjoy themselves uh, with whatever uh, confines that we're subject to in the weeks and months that lie before us. uh, And and we can't wait to share the experience as we do. So to you guys, thank you for your company today. To Dom and to Andrew and to John and to Wes and to all the people behind the scenes that put the Fairways of Life show together for us, even when we are beautiful, far-flung places such as this. Thank you, one and all. Be well. We'll be with you again tomorrow. Bye for now.